Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Across the Tracks podcast for uh, the second day of October 2022. I'm Wayne. Uh, Good evening, and I am Steve from Naptown, uh, Indian No Place, (laughs) Clan Annapolis. Yeah, every acronyms we can put out there. I'm Naptown and Naptown. Yeah, right, I'll right. keep it simple out here in the Rocky Mountain High, per yes. per John Denver. We out here. We out here. So, uh, my friend, you you were caught up in the uh, since you have property in Florida, you you dealt with some of the remnants of Hurricane Ian. So things come out well for your uh, you and Lynn's property down there, or what? Yeah, we uh. We were quite nervous, just nervous. Yeah. Um, luckily, we're in central Florida, where our property is, and most of the brunt of the hurricane that came ashore uh, in mm-hmm. uh, uh, took out the uh, Gulf side. Okay. Fort Myers, Sarasota. Uh, Punta Gorda, that area right there, when it hit, uh, landed, hit landfall. Okay. And then, uh, I mean, we were concerned, but not that concerned. But then it started turning northeast and went right over, or real close by, our place in uh, Davenport, which is between Lakeland and Orlando. Okay. And for the most part, we had no damage. We never lost power. Uh, Our internet went out for maybe four or five hours. Okay. But as far as power goes, we never lost power. The internet was out for about four or five hours. And I mean, we could tell because we got cameras that we can look in. Oh, okay, okay. And so the uh, the uh, power went off about seven fifteen um, the day that it it hit land about seven fifteen mm. p.m. that that evening, and then it was back on like at um, four o'clock in the morning, something like that. So mm. uh, in our in our little senior community. There was not a lot of damage. The The person that lives right next to us has a uh, RV um, uh, mobile home, mm-hmm. and it is parked underneath uh, almost like a carport, but it's a mobile home port. And he lost his port, and, I mean, it just kind of blew it away. Mm-hmm. And there were some other little ports like that that were uh, leaning, but we don't have a port at our place. Uh, and for the most part, we we didn't didn't have hardly any damage, none whatsoever. I mean, there were some palm trees that we have that you know that um, they didn't they weren't uprooted or anything like that. They were just blowing around. Mm-hmm. The guy next to us who lost his port, he he doesn't move around so well, and so he hunkered down. And uh, I texted him the next morning and asked how he was doing, 
And I said, well, how's our place look? And there's about four or five of us that live right in that area. Right. We were texting back and forth. And they had a Facebook Live during uh, during that time. It rained a lot. Uh, the wind was not bad, but it was it was very, very windy. And for the most part, we dodged the bullet. Nice. Yeah. So when, when we looked for property, we thought about the East Coast and the West Coast, you know. And the more we thought about it, I thought about insurance. Mm-hmm. Because if something like Ian happens, insurance may go crazy. Right. So our thoughts was if we can find some place in central Florida, by the time that uh, hurricane gets to us, uh, it's going to be downgraded. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, Ian came came ashore as a category four. And by the time that it made it to central Florida, uh, it was a category one or mm. Tropical storm. Tropical storm, man. Yeah. Now, now Orlando, which is um, northeast of us, they got more water damage than Davenport did. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I saw some of the highlights on the on the news that Orlando had quite a bit of flooding and whatnot. Yeah, and, and Orlando's only thirty miles from from where we are, but yeah, we weathered it well. Um, okay. You know, um, we have a guy that. That's going to go in tomorrow and have a couple of trees that were the guy that was in his mobile home, um, not mobile home, his uh, RV, I'll say. Right, right. He said the only thing that he noticed was that one of the limbs from one of the palm, Bismarck palms was hitting up against the house. Mm, okay. So uh, we have a guy that coming in there tomorrow to trim that, trim that limb out and pick up some, you know, some debris that was blown right right, like right right mostly palm tree pieces yeah and uh yeah stuff like that but yeah, yeah. well yeah. yeah that's 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 great good to hear man i know the just looking at the damage like you said fort meyer um sanibel what is it sansibel is it sansibel island sansibel island Florida. yeah just Naples. devastation yeah, Man. just devastation. Yeah. Uh, the, just looking at the, the 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 news and the flooding and the wind damage. I mean, just that was a ferocious storm. Um, it just and then it went on up the coast, hit Charleston a bit. Yeah. Uh, but it's. I mean, as people were talking today, I was listening to uh, some of the the early morning broadcast. I mean. The, the ferocity of these storms now because the the oceans are getting warmer right uh, makes these storms uh, more ferocious man when they when they do hit landfall and but you know people are going to deny that that's not the case but we all see the handwriting on the wall man these yeah. storms are getting more and more powerful well uh, the uh i was watching one of the newscasts and the guy said the water temperature right there at fort myers was 89 yep, degrees yeah yeah i mean that's 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 hot that's some that's <laughs> bath water yeah it is <laughs> i mean 89 it, degrees right and it just i mean that is fuel that is like fuel jet fuel for a hurricane man and humidity 
humanity. I mean, and, and it's 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 all because of the 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 planet is changing, man. And uh, these storms are just getting more powerful. And uh, you know, it, it ransacked Cuba. Um, you know, Cuba was in the dark for for several days because of uh, Ian knocked out the power. the The entire country lost power. Mm-hmm. So these storms are just getting more powerful, and uh, the planet. Uh, Mother Nature is letting us know I'm in charge. <laughs> I'm yeah. in charge. You know, uh, you guys haven't been uh, good stewards of the planet, so now you're going to have to reap what you have sown, and that's that's what's happening when you see a lot of these storms. Uh, that and what is it? How many? We got what? Another month to go uh, in hurricane season, so yep, we still another got month. another month or so to go. So hopefully, uh, you know, nothing like this, uh, another Ian doesn't occur, but. You never know, man. These days, yeah, you never know. Yeah. Two weeks out, there's something yep. that's out there churning yep. in yep. the South uh, Atlantic right now yep. that could work its way right, right yep. through there, come right back. Because yep. I want to say early in the early 2000s, Florida got hit with like four hurricanes. Oh. You know, like one went across one way, one went across the other, and yeah. they got hit really bad with a bunch of hurricanes. Yeah. So this could be the same this year, you know. We're, yeah. you know, like I said, we got a month, uh, about six weeks before we head down for the winter. Okay, okay. And, um, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, we don't we don't get another one by the time that we get there. Yeah. Now, do you guys have uh, another cruise planned? Um during during this time frame, or you'd ask done cruising for the year? <laughs> well, no. <laughs> oh, you're not done for the year. Oh okay. no, 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 no. Uh, November twenty seventh. Okay. We're, we're going on a, a cruise. Okay. Okay. Yeah, November twenty seventh. Okay. Uh, then we got one in February, and we got another one in April. Okay. And we we made. There's we may go back to back in February, so there's okay. A, there's a day break that we could get in there, but I tell you right now, to be honest, uh, from all the stuff that we've been doing in the Johnson family right now, we need to go to Florida <laughs> right now. Yeah, yeah just, when... just to take a break because right, we have right. been on the move since the middle of June. Wow, wow. I was telling, we were talking earlier, I said, I have not had a Saturday at home since June the 7th. Wow, wow. Saturday, I've been somewhere other than being at home. Wow, that's, yeah, you need a break. (laughs) (laughs) You need a break. I think next Saturday may be the first Saturday since June, maybe. I know there's something already planned. I know there's a Tuskegee Airmen event that's going on on the eighth. Okay. So. Okay. Know, that's, that's when that okay. is. Okay. That's Saturday. So. That's Saturday. Yeah. So I think since the last broadcast, I think our last broadcast, it's it's been a while since we were on, but I think since the last broadcast, um, your son Alex got his wings, uh, pilot. Got his yep. wings, and you picked up a daughter-in-law. <laughs> Yeah, we're not supposed to be broadcasting to you. broadcast. Okay. But yeah, we'll, we'll we'll whisper it. We'll whisper, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had within a week's time uh, those events happened. 
Wow. One happened wow. on one happened on a Saturday, the two. Saturday again. <laughs> <laughs> and and then the next Thursday we headed out to uh Indian, Oklahoma to go to Vance Air Force Base to uh, witness him getting his wings pinned on. So he is a nice an Air Force pilot. Nice, nice. And then that Saturday, the seventeenth, when we went to <laughs> we drove to Fort Collins, Colorado. Okay. Yeah. Busy, 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 yeah. busy. Along the way <laughs> We had to replace our windshield on our vehicle because oh, wow. some rock or something that I didn't even notice hit it. And so by the time that we got halfway there, the, the trials and tribulations of the Johnson family on the road. <laughs> so this week, this week's time, you know, we get there and uh, we stopped to get some gas. And Lynn says, is that a crack on the windshield? And I went, nah, it's probably just a bug. <laughs> you know, because you know, normally when a rock hits your windshield, you hear it, right? right so I never right. heard anything, so I said it's probably just a crack on the bug, on on the windshield, windshield right. a bug or something. So we stopped in uh, Colby, Kansas. Colby, Kansas. Yeah, and you know where you know oh, quite I a bit that. about Colby. Oh yeah, <laughs> you go through there all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so no, we well. stop, and we wake up that morning to finish our ride. Uh, uh, drive to uh, Fort Collins, and I look up and went, "Uh oh!" <laughs> so that lo- looked like a bug it had gone all the way across the windshield. Whoa! So on our way to Fort Collins, luckily this was, um, yeah, we called our insurance people and they hooked us up with Safe Light. Okay. And they said, "Okay, tomorrow when you get in, uh, Safe Light will be there to replace your." Uh, Replace your nice. windshield. Okay. And so we got there, and the next day, Safe Light showed up. In an hour and a half, we had a brand new windshield for our truck. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Safe Light repairs. Safe Light <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, there are my provider too. Are my insurance? They use Safe Light, and just so happened my neighbor works for Safe Light, so he. <laughs> Okay. If I if I have a window, it's just hey man, can you send some? He'll get somebody right over. Matter of fact, I he my last crack at my windshield. I just called my insurance company and I said, well, my neighbor works for Safe Light, and I just go over and work it out with him and let you guys know. She said, yeah. So yeah, they came, hooked up the car right in the driveway, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah, they're they're good, good company. Yeah, yeah they are. They are. Should cool. invest in them. Yeah. All right. Well, nice. So. Uh, again, we we are going to keep our eye out, you know, because uh, the the remnants of that storm are going to be lingering for a while. I'm not sure what a lot of those folks are going to do. Personally, I would be gone, man. I'd, I would be gone. I'm just I, I I would rather deal with a blizzard than uh, than a hurricane. I would just I'd, I'll take the snow, man. Well, you know, a hurricane <laughs> you can run from. Yeah, I you know you got at least a week's notice that people knew that this thing was coming. It's okay, not, it's not okay. like a tornado. Yeah. You remember, you remember the April third tornado oh, yeah, that we absolutely. were in in nineteen seventy four. Absolutely, you know that was you know we were at a baseball game over at yep. Fort Knox and the yep. damn thing just happened. Yeah, we were at a you track know. meet. Yep. yep. <laughs> and we we can we, you know a hurricane you got time to get the hell up out of there and those people yeah. that 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 build homes and buy homes on those like islands like Centerville yeah. and places yeah. like that. Yeah. 
I mean, they're right at sea level. I mean, the storm tide from this thing was over 12 yeah. feet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I was looking at uh, one of the people broadcasting, and the water didn't look like water. It looked like it was, it was sand. Mm. It was all sand mixed in with there, and it kept getting higher and higher and higher. Wow. And then afterwards, after it went back out, there was all this sand that was left on the streets. Hmm. So the beach was eroded. <laughs> wow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw some of the footage where the, the 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 sheer power of the storm it sucked the water mm-hmm. out of sucked the water out of Tampa Bay. Tampa I think Bay. it wasn't some other. I think they literally just sucked the water out. I'm like, wow. Yeah. That is power. That is power. So that's that's what we got to contend with, man. As as as. Things go forward. the The planet is sort of rebelling in a lot of ways uh, with the power of these storms and the droughts we're having, and and all kind of other phenomenon and concerning weather. And it's 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 all about climate change, man. Yeah. Folks don't want to admit it, but that is the truth. Yeah, it the is not of a it anyway. yeah the politics of it, right? It's 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 not a joke. It is for real. So anyway. Um, segueing, we had an interesting, uh, little interesting issue that popped up this week. Uh, I don't know how many folks that may tune in are, are familiar with Greg Kelly. He's a news, uh, person on Newsmax and I, I don't watch Newsmax. I don't, I don't pay it any mind, but, uh, this week he made some comments that some people viewed very inflammatory. And uh, those comments centered around him saying that the African-American History Museum in D.C. was divisive. And, and yeah, and people, of course, Twitter, whatever, they went in on his ass. Uh, I was listening to Joe Madison uh, this week. Joe Madison just went ballistic. The Black Eagle uh, got him. Huh? Yeah, the Black Eagle went ballistic on it. Uh, a lot of other folks like, what the hell? I mean, really divisive? And uh, he he made his comments because uh, the NYPD took some kids uh, in a bus down to D.C. to visit the museum. And he thought that was like, wow, basically his comments were, how much how much more do you need to learn about Harriet Harriet Tubman? Yeah. Like, what? I mean, and so my wife and I were talking about it. It's like. Any anything, the slightest thing that makes them feel uncomfortable, they have an issue with it. And I and I I listened to the uh, listened to the tape of what he said, and he's like, well, you know, there's a lot of other museums in D.C. Those kids could have went to. Uh-huh. They could have went to the Air and Space Museum. But I noticed you didn't. Why, why didn't you mention the Holocaust Museum, which I've been to? That would have been a, a a great place to visit to get some historical background on a significant event in history. But no, the Air and Space Museum is nice, but uh, the African American History Museum, the Holocaust Museum, I mean, that is history. That is that is something that people need to know about and appreciate and understand and learn from. But. The slightest thing that makes, uh, and I'm just going to say it, the slightest thing that makes white folks feel uncomfortable, they have an issue with. They have an issue with it. So White conservatives. He, white conservatives. So yeah. he had an issue. So-called. With, yeah, so-called. But uh, I'm like, this is bullshit, man. I mean, really? Yeah. Because the kids were there to learn about history and, and it's American history? That that somehow is, is, is divisive? Your thoughts? Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, once again, as you, as you mentioned, there's Newsmax is one of those conservative news magazines slash TV shows. And I've said it a hundred times. Some people aren't happy unless there's someone or something to hate. Yeah. And so instead of saying that, you know, this is something that the NYPD is doing that's a positive thing because some kids never really leave their community. Correct. Correct. So this is an this is an outreach to say there's something more than what's in your community. Mm-hmm. And the idea of him saying that, you know, we're going to hear something else about Harriet Tubman. For some reason, they think that black folks just wants to hear want to hear about Harriet Tubman as well. Right. You know, they, some reason black folks want to hear that. Yeah, we were slaves and stuff like that. Some folks believe that. Well, here's something, Mr. Kelly. You want to talk about the air. They should go visit the aerospace, air and space museum. Well, guess what they can find out if they go to the African-American uh, National Museum? They can find out that Bessie Coleman was an aviator, the first mm-hmm. female to get her pilot's license. That's mm-hmm. aerospace. Mm-hmm. You know, they can find out that, uh, uh, I can't think of his name, uh, C. Alfred Chief Anderson yep. was the guy that would was a trainer of the Tuskegee Airmen. Yep. How about that? Oh, yep. Mr. Kelly, how about this? I'm not even going to call you Mr. Kelly. Hey, Greg, <laughs> how about this? How about Catherine Johnson? You know that lady in Hidden Figures? Yeah. That's aerospace. aerospace yep. uh, she's in the National African American Museum. And so is Mae Jemison. Yep. And Guy Buford. Guy Buford. And Neil deGrasse Buford, Tyson. Yeah. Yep. Chappie James. Chappie James. Okay, how yep. all those people dealt with aerospace and they didn't have to go to the aerospace museum to get that information because it's going to be in the African-American right. National Museum. Right. So your point of being an asshole is just fodder. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just shut the hell up and you just want to be a talking head. And just instead of being positive that they're trying to help these kids to learn something other than what they have in their neighborhood, you want to turn it into something that isn't what it was. Right. Right. So, yeah. you know, this idea of, you know, you should you could do something else. Well, there's plenty of museums that they, this mm-hmm. is what they chose to do. Right. Right. OK. So right. that's just. You know, once again, just conservative bullshit. Yep, yep. Uh, I heard that. I'm like, really? I mean, do you have nothing else better to say? Uh, But you name you. I mean, yeah, all those things, man, which are air and space centric can be found in in the African-American History Museum. I mean, those are those people uh, were pioneers in a lot of ways. You right. know, as right. far as air and space, because uh, at the time, opportunities were limited uh, at a certain point in history to black folks. I think another gentleman that that's probably in the museum is um, Eugene Bullard, mm-hmm. uh, who could not fly for the uh, 
for the uh, uh, Army Air Corps back in the day, he went and flew for the French. Right. <laughs> you know, so he right. I'm, he's in the in the Africa. That, that was that, World War World That was War World War One, I, I believe. Yeah, he flew for the French. So, uh, lot lot of air and space centric things in in the African American History Museum. So yeah, just shut the hell up, man. <laughs> you ain't got nothing good to say. Your mama said if you ain't got nothing good to say, shut the hell up. Shut the hell up. Shut the hell Don't say anything at all. That's it. Keep it, keep it pushing and do your little crap you do on, on there. And, but d- d- don't come for that museum because there's a, there's a lot of air and space centric, uh, events, uh, people in history are there. And those kids, uh, I'm sure they had a great time. They're learning about everything. I'm sure, um, they probably didn't get to see it all, man. From what I've heard, you need to, it takes a while to get through that museum. So, yep. uh, I, I'm going to go there one day here in the near future. But what I heard from what I heard, it takes a while to go through that museum. So, but again, it was, it was opening those kids eyes to something outside their neighborhood. And that's a great thing, man. So applaud, uh, the end. NYPD for doing that, man. Um, you you normally hear bad things about the cops, but this was a great thing to do for those kids in that neighborhood. So that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. All right. Switching gears a little bit. Couple of sports stories to chat about, my friend. Um, and I know you you've played the game. We both played a little baseball back in the day, but a historic event took place this week. And I haven't heard whether or not this record has been broken, but I know it's been tied. And that was Aaron Judge tied. The great Roger Maris hit 61 home runs in a season. Uh, that record has been tied. If he continues on the pace he's on, they said he'll probably hit 64 for the season. Uh, I know in history, we, we've talked about this in the past, there's an asterisk uh, by Roger Maris's record. Uh, and, uh, you know, maybe that asterisk should be removed. I, you know, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, Aaron Judge uh, tied that record. He hasn't broken it yet. So uh, I watched I watched a couple of the games the Yankees play just to see. Uh, I don't watch a lot of Major League Baseball, but I tuned in uh, to see if, if he was going to tie the record. And the game that he did it, I, it, I don't think it was broadcast. I saw it on ESPN, the highlights. So. Right. Um, um, and then Albert Pujols hit uh, 700. He's 700. joined us. He's in the 700 club now, and he hit another one the other night, so he's got 701. Um, so your thoughts, views on uh, what's happening in baseball? It's actually pretty good, man. It, it 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 livened up baseball a little bit to know that these guys were chasing these two records. So your yeah, thoughts? Yeah, um, I've always kind of been a Yankees fan. Okay, okay. I've always been a Dodgers fan as far as Major League Baseball. Okay. Uh, I was always uh, – Typically, I was a fan of people that I like, always like the Yankees, always like the Dodgers, the Athletics, the A's, always like them because when they were coming up through, you know, seemed like we should be a Cincinnati Reds fan, but I wasn't that much of a Cincinnati Reds fan. I watched them. Yeah. I like Joe Morgan. You know, I like Perez and yeah. the bench, the big red machine. The big red machine. Yeah. yeah that time period, we, we were coming up at that time. And so on, but as far as uh, you know, Aaron Judd tied the Yankee season record of hitting 61 home runs, and it, I think Roger Maris set the record 61 years ago. I think yeah. 
1961 that he set the team record for hitting 61 home runs in a single season, regular season. So there's a lot of, you know, karma. 61, 61 years ago, Aaron Judge hit 60, has hit 61. And within the next uh, couple of days or so, and he'll probably uh, out uh, hit 62, 62, 62 yeah. or something like that. But uh, yeah, I, um, I I watched that replay as well. I mean, he hit it a ton, mm-hmm. uh, and I mean, he's a big guy to go to oh, yeah. those balls like that. What so, is he? Six, six, seven, like six, 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 seven. seven yeah. yeah, yeah, that's big for a baseball player. <laughs> yeah. And, but you know what? That's what a lot of people don't realize is that Major League Baseball players are a lot bigger than yeah. you think they are. Yeah. You know, because when you, in, in later years, you know, as a kid growing up, everything was big. Right. But then you look now, and you look at these players in uh, MLB, they're all big. Mm-hmm. He's just bigger than the norm. Right, right. You know, uh, you know even uh, Burke Campanaris, from the A's back in the day, little bitty tiny Burt, hell, he was almost six foot. Yeah, yeah. Now Joe Joe Morgan's was Joe Morgan was about five nine, but still, you know, most of those major league players, I mean, they're big, they're big guys. Yeah, yeah. Just and don't see it. Right, right. Yeah, I, it's been so long since I've been to an MLB game. It's it's God, it's been several years. Yeah. Uh, when you and it's the same thing as it, it, with basketball. You you don't realize how big these guys are till you see them up close right, and personal. Right. You know. Uh, but Pujols uh, is hitting seven hundred. You know, yeah. he's he's he he's may a, be around to. Uh, he he's just a DH. Right. So he right. may be around to. You know, hit more than seven fifteen. Yeah, yeah. Break, break, Babe Ruth record. Yeah, yeah. As they say, my in my book, Hank Aaron is the official home run leader. I'm sticking with Hank. (laughs) I'm sticking with hammering Hank. So, uh, these this other peds and other nah, can't give it to you. But I'm going with Hank. He's still my home run leader. So it's all good, man. All good. Um, another sports story that's that's been in the in the news is the uh, suspension of the uh, head coach of the Boston Celtics with the NBA right around the corner getting ready to start. Uh, this was huge uh, because uh, Ime Udoka, he took the Celtics to the NBA finals last year and now yeah. you're suspended and, and out of a job uh, because of. The, the rumor is that there was a consensual, a consensual uh, relationship between he and a staffer on the team. And according to team policy, that is prohibited and he has been suspended. So uh, that's what came out, I think, uh, one day last week. Uh, not a whole lot of information flowing. Uh, I have my view on the situation, but I'll, I'll let you kick it off. Uh, what, what what do you have to say about the situation well, as it stands today? As it stands, they gave him a one-year suspension. One-year suspension, yes. As of, as of right now. As of right now. So, you know, 
people are going to fool around. Yep. People are going to have relationships. And that's going to happen in every organization. You know, whether it's the football players and the cheerleaders or the basketball players and the cheerleaders or the baseball players and the cheerleaders. <laughs> you yeah. know, they're, 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 these things are going to happen. I think the 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 thing that happened is that uh, it was against written team policies that this thing came out of, and um, it was I, want, I don't want to say it was an excuse, but it was a way of CYA covering their mm-hmm. ass. Mm. And they had to do it because someone, it was consensual, but the person said that he he uh, harassed her, sexually harassed her. Mm. Uh, and that when that came out, that he had sexually harassed her or pursued her or whatever, and she didn't like it, then that's when they had to make a decision to... Um, suspending even though you know he he took these guys to the uh, nba finals and they're just covering themselves and the nba you know uh silverman's right the silver yeah yeah adam silver yeah silver yeah uh he's you know doesn't want to doesn't really want to get involved but you know he eventually will yeah. So yeah. the me, the me, uh, to you uh, movement and all that that's going on. People are simp- hypersensitive to issues like that. And the first thing that happens is that when there's allegations, you immediately suspend somebody until details are worked out or something's worked out. So. Yeah. Well, my 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 view is. And this this may be controversial, but I this is what I think. Okay, if it's against if it's against organizational policy, you've said that the 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 owner of the team and the president of basketball operations came out and said this was against Celtic organizational policy. But the only name that's been on the wire is the coach. Right. So if it's against organizational policy and this alleged person that he was involved with is also part of the organization why aren't you putting her name out there along with his that's my that's my uh, to me if you're suspending him suspend them both and put it out there hey the coach and this per whatever their role is they have been suspended but it seems just like why is his name the only name out there that's the issue i have with it um if you're going to put him on the wire uh, why not the other person? If it's if it's your organizational policy that has been violated, that, yeah, that's my I, take. <laughs> I think that it's since there's this Me Too movement, that if they do that, there's going to be so many women that's going to come out and say, "See, you're sure you're playing favoritism. You know, you're suspending her. He's the one that was he harassed her, and then she's losing her job." Okay, well, I, tell, I mean. Technically, yeah, I mean, technically he's losing his job too. Yeah, well, he's just suspended. Right well, now. for now. He hadn't lost now, his job. Yeah, but my so, guess is, my my guess is once this air clears and it all comes out because it's going to come out, the, right. the whole story is going to come out, 
he might be done coaching in the NBA. He might be done. Yeah. He, he might be done. And, and he's a great young coach. Uh, he turned he turned that team around, man, because they, they were floundering there for a while. With all the talent they had, they were floundering. Right. But he got those guys in gear, and they marched uh, through the Eastern Conference all the way to the finals. He had those guys clicking. And if it had not been for some dumb mistakes down the down the uh, you know toward the end of some of those games, the Celtics might have been the NBA champions instead of the Warriors. But mm-hmm. that's neither here or there. But the odds are he stands a very good chance of not being able to coach again in the NBA once this dust settles. Yeah. That's just that's how I look at it. it, it they're going to probably make an example of him. Oh yeah, he's going to be, and and I don't think they want to make an example of him. It's just that people are so hypersensitive that they have to. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's, it's not as if man, you know, it's like, you know. I had a I had a kid one time. It's, it's, this is going to be kind of odd parallel, but I had a kid that played football for me. He was my one of my defensive ends, and he was probably 215, 225 pounds. And football season ended, he had to cut weight to wrestle. So he was going to go from 215, 220 pounds down to wrestle at 156. Dang. Yeah. That's a lot of weight to lose. That's a lot of weight. <laughs> and so I had to tell him, he came, he's all emaciated one time. He hadn't been eating anything. And he goes, he came up to me at lunchtime because I always kept a jar full of jelly beans on one of my file cabinets in my classroom. Mm. And he came up to me and goes, Coach, Coach Jake. Can I have three jelly beans? <laughs> <laughs> and I had to go, damn, Winston, if I give you three jelly beans, they're all going to be asking for jelly beans. Yeah, I, I, I understand. So going back to this Boston Celtics thing, if you don't, if you cut him some slack, you're going to have to cut other people slack. Or if you punish him from this point on, you have to punish everybody. So that's what's going to happen until it doesn't happen. Well, you've come out and said your policy is. Yep. So if you're if, if you if you're following your policy, if you're going to if if you're going to suspend this guy, the next time you're going to suspend, you need you need to be consistent about it. Exactly. And and right now I see inconsistency. His name is the only name that's on the wire. It takes two to tango. That's yeah. my thing. It takes two to tango. I have suspicions about why the name hasn't come out. Yeah, I have there's, suspic- hate, there's haters out there. Yeah, there's haters they're out gonna, there. They're going to try to hurt the woman. Right. And uh, But it's like, if you're going to suspend him, he's a party organization. The policy was violated by him and another individual. So they both should be suspended. Who who that put the names out there? But when it happens the next time, you treat everybody the same. And 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 to me here, there there's a bit of one sidedness. You know, he's I guess he's a high profile person. He's the coach, uh, and it's not as though he supervised this person. There's not a supervisory subordinate right. thing going on right. here. These are two consenting adults that were doing whatever they were doing, and somehow it got out. <laughs> so I think it could have been handled in house. If you if you wanted to deal deal with it in house, but no, you put it on the wire, and his name is the only name that's out there right now, 
And and it's like, why? I, I there there was somebody else involved in this. Okay, so it's gonna come out. It's gonna come out. And unfortunately, it may be the end of his coaching career in the NBA. And that's that's sad because he's a he's a good young coach. There aren't that many black coaches in the league now um, to begin with. I think of the 30 some teams, I think uh, the numbers have gone up, but he's a good young coach. And uh, again, you you just don't come in and take a team to the finals your your first year coaching. I right. mean that's that's unheard of. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. he did, so it's unfortunately he may suffer the consequences for for this whole mess. You know. Yep. Yep. So yeah. it's unfortunate. So we'll see. We'll see what happens as the days unfold. A lot of people thinking that uh, when the when the final news does come out, it's going to be really ugly. So I guess we'll wait and see. So anyway, Um, a couple other items um, before we wrap up. We're a little bit past the top of the hour. Uh, This is a a short episode for the night, but we had a couple of transitions we want to talk about. Uh, The first is a true jazz legend, man. I, I had the opportunity to see this gentleman uh, a few years ago, uh, and he was—I he, think he was in his 80s then. He had a birthday. I think he was—it was his 84th birthday or something like that. Yep. He's still out there doing his thing, uh, and that's Mr. Ramsey Lewis. Passed. I think he passed um, between this broadcast and the last time we we're on the air, so we really didn't get to cover that. But he is a jazz legend man and again i was i was blessed to see him my wife and i saw him at a little jazz spot in seattle um he was amazing i mean at 83 84 there was the time man he was he was just tremendous uh playing that piano and uh the night we saw him um he did you know a lot of his cuts that uh, some people are familiar with but he broke into sun goddess mm-hmm. and who should appear on the stage with him but Philip Bailey, <laughs> Philip Bailey was there and wow. they did Sun Goddess. And mm-hmm. like, wow, this is amazing. And apparently Philip Bailey had been doing a lot of shows with him. Uh, but that was just amazing, man. We were about five or 10 feet from the stage right there. And uh, it was just amazing to see to see him perform, man. Um, your thoughts on Ramsey Lewis? Yeah, he's he's one of those. Guys, that's transcended all music. Uh, he's been around for ages. I remember listening, my dad listening to Ramsey Lewis as a little kid, going over to Fort Knox and visiting uh, some of our, some of my dad's friends that were living on base. Okay. And, and Ramsey Lewis, he always played in the in crowd. Remember the, the in crowd? crowd. Yeah. Yeah, the <laughs> in crowd was one one of the ones that made his 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 individual. Uh, he played with several bands, mm-hmm. but in the in crowd uh, tune that kind of made him stand out as an individual artist. Yep. And so even even in his later years, the late '80s, I want to say. Uh, he had a he had a cutout called Seven Eleven. Yep, yep. Seven Eleven is one of my favorites of of Ramsey Lewis, man, because yep. it it was kicking <laughs> pretty hard. Yeah, and and that was in the eighties. I mean, he was in his late sixties. Yeah, uh, back yep. then, and he had came out. Uh, gosh, um, 
to Grammy. I'm sure he he won several Grammys. He was also, on, like he mentions, uh, Sun Goddess, which Earth Wind Fire's Gratitude. Yeah. Uh, best known for that. Um, just just a, a great artist, musician, composer, director. He did it all. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, was just a jazz mentor to hundreds of uh, hundreds of people that that um was under his tutelage yeah yeah i um one of the one of the albums that uh to this day i pull out is uh his christmas album uh the ramsey lewis trio and it's called uh, the sounds of christmas man yes. I, <laughs> I listen to that every year day after thanksgiving i pull out the ramsey lewis man and, and listen to the sounds of christmas and uh just a great album, man. I, and my father-in-law, uh, before he passed, uh, when we used to go back to back to Kentucky for the holidays, and he did a lot of cooking, man. He was a big-time cook, and he cooked for the army and everything. Mm-hmm. But he would throw down in the kitchen, man. And while he was cooking, he he had on this album. <laughs> you know, he put on this album, and I'm like, who is that? It's and it was Ramsey Lewis, and. Uh, that was you knew you knew the holidays were in full swing when Ramsey Lewis the <laughs> Christmas Mr. album was on. Mr. Milan put on Ramsey Lewis. He put on Ramsey Lewis, man. That was his man. <laughs> and so uh, I, I said, okay, I got I got to get this. I got to get this album. <laughs> so I ended up uh, several years later. Uh, you couldn't find it at the time, but one day I was just searching iTunes, and boom, the Ramsey Lewis trio that that album was on iTunes. And so I downloaded the entire thing, and I, I have it to this day. I listen to it uh, every Christmas, man. So mm-hmm. it's it's classic. So, yeah, rest in peace, rest in power to Mr. Ramsey Lewis, man, a legend, a jazz legend. So yeah. uh, the, the next transition we want to talk about, uh, he passed this week, man, and that's uh, Coolio. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coolio passed. Gangster's Paradise. Yes, sir. <laughs> Uh, and I, I, once he passed, I heard, uh, I heard it on the, I was just stumbling through the internet and I'm like, Whoa, man, Coolio died. And, uh, I text my daughter. I said, Hey, you know, Coolio died. She said, yeah. She said, I'm listening to gangster's paradise right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yep, I, I, I'm going to listen to gangster's paradise, fantastic voyage and yep. one, two, three, something new. I like, you know, so, uh, Great guy, great artist, man. He he was one of those guys in hip hop, man. That uh, to me, he was underrated. You know, uh, as far as hip hop artists go, he was he was quite underrated in my opinion. But put out some great music. Um, I don't ever remember any of his lyrics disparaging uh, anybody. Anything. It was just fun music to listen to. Right. And uh, it's sad that you know at fifty nine he's no longer with us. But um, your thoughts on Coolio, man? I, you know, I I parry what you just said. He's he was he was the oddball because of his hair. Yep. <laughs> you know because you know most people when you know the nineties and so on people were just getting into the new Jack Swing era. You yep. know people were getting rid of the Jerry curls and people yep. were wearing waves and so on. And his shit stuck out right like all directions <laughs> <laughs> you know so he had a unique look at the time yep. you know and and so uh you know going back to gangster's paradise and 
fantastic voice. I mean, a lot of these things have been sampled. A lot of these songs yep. have been sampled. And he just, you know, his tweak of those sampled songs was just enough to get folks to dance. You know, yep. and I, I'm all about dancing. Yeah. Okay. So if there's a beat that can make me dance, I don't care what kind of music it is. I'm going to dance to it. And Coolio, you know, Gangster's Paradise, you know, even the start of it, mm -hmm. you know, it's just, it was just, you know, it's a uh, uh, the rhythm of it. You know, you go, okay, that's, that's kind of unique. And then he gets into it. And then, you know, it's, it was probably his most significant single. Mm -hmm. You know, and then then paired it, then going off of uh, Fantastic Voyage. Because I tell you all the time <laughs> that I have a I have a, a, a playlist called Back to Back. Yeah, yeah. Plays the original, <laughs> and then it plays one that's sampled off of. You, you can guarantee you I've got Lakeside, and then Coolio followed by Lakeside. You know, because it just goes right back to back. You know, and it's. It's interesting. Uh, last Saturday, we had the Circle City Classic Parade. Okay. And uh, one of the guys that's in our Corvette club, you know, we chauffeur people around, dignitaries and so on during the parade. Well, after the parade, we were sitting around tailgating, even though they had no football game. Mm. It's mm. weird. It didn't, first time... They did not have a football game. They just had a battle of the bands. Okay. But anyway, we were just sitting around talking, and someone, and we started comparing. Who would you rather have? Would you rather have this person over that person? You know, was the Manhattans better than the Whispers? I said, <clears throat> oh, okay, okay, that's, that's, that's a tough one right there. And then I said, how about, hey, who would you rather have? Confunction or Lakeside? Everybody went, ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> Confunction or Lakeside? I went, I I'd take Confunction. I'd have to take Confunction, man. I'd have to take Confunction. I love Lakeside, but I'd have to take Confunction in that one. <laughs> so we started doing that. Would you rather have Someone said, would you have rather have Al Green or Teddy Pendergrass? And we was, oh. And, you know, we had everybody, you know, men, wow. women. Everybody. We were like, man, these are some good choices, but they're tough. Right, you know, right. It was wow. interesting. That, that, that's, that, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. That conversation <laughs> that, that, came out. Wow. You know, so thinking of Julio, I think of, you know, uh, Fantastic Voyage. And believe it or not, when uh, Tom Joyner had the Sky Shows, uh, Lynn and I went down to see both Lakeside and Confunction. Oh, wow. You know, like three weeks apart. Confunction was here, uh, like over the, uh, it was um, Black Expo. Okay. And then in September, he came back and he did the Circle City Classic and he had Confunction, man, six o'clock in the morning. Six o'clock in the morning. Oh, that's the time Jordan was on at six o'clock oh. in the morning. Wow. And so we got up, we went, we went down and listened to Confunction and Lakeside. Man, Confunction turned it out. The Gap Band, oh man. Yeah. These were all yeah. sky shows. Wow. 
Confunction, I mean, you really, I love Lakeside, but <laughs> Confunction's catalog, I think, is is beyond Lakeside's. I think there's no comparison. When you when you put the catalog side by side, yeah, Confunction's catalog is extensive, and um, I, I yeah, I'd have to go with uh, I'd have to go with the Confunction man. I would. Uh, where did we see them? We saw Confunction. Oh gosh, I can't remember where we saw them at. But yeah, they turn it out, man. They put on a hell of a show. Here's they here's another on. good here's another good duo. Okay. How about Confunction and Cameo? Ooh, I still got, I still gotta go with Confunction. Yeah, I still yeah. gotta Cameo, go. With Cameo has some has some good ones. Yeah, but, you know, and you know the the most underrated Cameo. Jam to me, sparkle. Yes, yes. Most that, underrated. Yep, yep, yep. I agree with you, man. <laughs> I agree. With you. I I totally agree, man. That <laughs> is a jam. That you put that. I that would get that would that would get people going now. You you <laughs> you you have a pause in the in the party and say, you know, we're gonna slow it down and throw on sparkle. I'll pee be like, oh yeah, man, that's my jam. <laughs> it is a classic. It is yes, a cl- I agree with you, man. I agree, <laughs> but I still gotta go with confunction, man. That yeah. those those guys, they 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 are tight, man. They are tight. And uh the the the, the respect they're being shown by Silk Sonic doing a cover of Love's Train is just like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, they did a good job. But when I listen to Confunction's version versus Silk Sonic, I still take Confunction. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. still take Confunction's version. But Silk Sonic did a good job. They did a good job on it. But We're give me traditionalist my- anyway. We're traditionalists, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 and and I have I have silk I have this entire Silk Sonic album. I, I it's good it's a good album, but we're traditionalists, and I, I'm always gonna lean toward the original. I tell my daughter, you gotta listen to the original. I'll, I'll give respect where respect is due, but <laughs> I won't listen to the original uh, if it's available for me to listen to. And I, I like okay, Love Train's good, but. Let me put on the original, man. <laughs> Let me put on the original. Michael Cooper and the boys, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Confunction, hands down. That's easy for me, man. <laughs> I love love Lakeside, but gotta go with Confunction, yeah. man. So Coolio did a great job. He did. With, uh, he did. Fantastic voyage. Not Lakeside, but he has his own little, it's his own little version. tweak of it. And it was it was what he's those two songs right there made his his career. Yeah. Yeah. Now he the 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 other song that people may not remember is one, two, three, four, something new. Yep. And uh the the what he sampled from that song, the line says, get your one, two, three, four, get your woman on the floor. You gotta get <laughs> Yeah. That's a wicker rap, which yeah. is which a British dude rapping. I mean, that is a classic in itself. <laughs> but right, right. He used that. He used that in that song, and that that is that that could get folks on the dance floor right now. That song could get folks up dancing right now. So, <laughs> so 
but yeah, he he was unique, man. He was unique, and like you said, it, it was it was his style. He again, he didn't disparage people in his lyrics, and the hair was one of a kind. <laughs> <laughs> hair was one of a kind, you know. So he he will be missed, man. He will be missed, and uh, so if you're listening, tuning into the broadcast, go out and go ahead and play a track for Coolio. Remember him, and uh, and uh, hopefully he he will rest in peace and rest in power, man, because he. He was a rap legend, rap legend. So, yep, yep. All right, my friend. Um, okay. Unless you have something else, that's all we got for tonight. This was a a quick episode for this evening. So, uh, but a lot of good discussion. A lot of good discussion. We, yep. we somehow always find a way to talk about music. So I like <laughs> I like that. I like. That. It's not a day. <laughs> there hasn't been a day that's gone by that I have not listened to music since the the time that I was probably two years old wow wow that's yeah not a, not a day that's gone by either listening to my parents listening to it with the old stereo the big you know the the furniture that had a, a record player in it and uh, yeah. an eight track <laughs> and radio it was a piece of furniture from that time every saturday morning my mom would we would clean house and she would dance and yeah. listen to music and then as we got older, I mean, you know, it never stops. There's not a day that goes by that I have not listened to music. Yep. yep. Not a day. First, what's the first thing you do when you get in your car? Turn on Radio. the sounds. Sounds come on, you know. I just the got sounds. a different playlist. Right. You know, now it's just got a little bit more um, technical. You can yeah. choose this or that. You know, you don't have to. You don't have to actually physically change eight tracks or cassettes anymore not anymore just, just get on your phone and say okay i want this playlist and it'll play it or you play you know some days i get in the car and just hit songs and it just yep. transfers through i don't know eight thousand songs that i've got yeah that's uh, yep that's what i do so I, I may i may yeah. be listening to this i may listen to that and you know yeah. just, oh, okay you know and yeah that's just that's just it you know yeah now it's it's uh it just soothes you, man, you know, and, and there's some songs when you when they come on, it takes you to a place where you're like, oh, man, that was that. <laughs> and you just got to turn the volume up, man, and just let yeah. it last, <laughs> you know. And so, yeah, um, I do the same thing, man. Get in the car. I'm old school. I still have my iPod. OK, so but I got I don't have any playlist on there. So today I was riding around going to the gym and I uh, I started out listening to some Elton John and then coming back home. I just put it on songs and just let it play randomly. So yeah, yeah. so uh, it's it's good, man. Music soothes the soul. That's that's yeah. the truth. Hey, I've got one for you. Man, I've okay. heard it before. Here's here's a song for you. OK, that if you don't know it, you're going to fall in love with it. OK. It's called Friday. Friday. By King George. Friday by King George. I'm, I'm telling you, it's the first song that I play every day now. Okay. I, that I, one, I, okay. I picked it up when I was down in Bowling Green for a Corvette convention because they were okay. And I went, oh, man. <laughs> is it a that, slow? Is it a slow car? No, no, it's not a slow. It's, 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 uh, I got it in my juke joint. Uh, okay, okay, okay. So it's a bluesy type. Blues, thing. okay, so soul blues. like male waves. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. King George, Friday. Friday, okay. If it don't patch your foot, 
Okay. I guarantee you, you're gonna start. You're gonna listen to it about four or okay. five times and go, "Man, right. that's the shiggity." <laughs> Let me check that out. Yeah, check it out. King, okay, I wrote King that down. Lord. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, okay. Yeah, that that juke joint music, man. That's. Uh, <laughs> I listen to a lot of that stuff, man, and it's it makes you like, yeah, you be dumping around like, oh, this stuff is good, man. Some mm-hmm. of the stuff I will have you laughing, <laughs> but that's that down home. Uh, they call it the Southern Soul or Soul Blues, whatever, yeah. man. That, yeah. That's some good yeah. stuff, and that's good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right, then. Well, I'd like to say as we end this uh, broadcast for tonight. Uh, our uh, prayers are going out for the people down in uh, Southwest Florida. Absolutely. All those people affected by uh, Ian and its um, march through the peninsula yep. and uh, relocating uh, to the southeastern part of uh, the Carolinas and all those people that are affected by it. So we hope that um, we, we pray that the um, uh, you can get your lives back together as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah. And all those people that are out there that are trying to protect you, we 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 pray that they are also protected, and um, we can weather this together. Maybe, you know, as usual, you know, tragedies always bring people together. No, that's uh, true. I, I would hope that uh, it's something like this that. Um, when we if if we can see ourselves getting together through something like this, we can also see ourselves getting together through some of this political strife that's going on out there and all the nonsense there, and get back to you know where we want to do what's best for our our brother man and our nation instead of doing what's best for my political side or the other. So those those are my last thoughts. Outstanding. I concur, man. Uh, this is a time for, uh, what is the term we used to say? It's time for uh, everyone to come to the aid of their neighbor. I think that was uh, all good men to come to the aid of their neighbor. So you see yes. a lot of that going on. And yes. it's even got the uh, the governor of Florida changing his tune. So, you know, maybe there's slightly, hope. slightly. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, tragedy sometimes brings out the best in people. Yeah. And hopefully this is a start uh, that people can see, you know, it's it's the country, you know, the only way we're going to survive, we have to stick together. And uh, hopefully, you know, people will see that at the end of the day, we're all the same, man. You know, we're all we may look different, but we all have the same needs and desires at the end of the day. And that is to, you know, be be safe in our homes or wherever we need food, we need shelter. That's all everybody wants. I mean, but we, we've got so many other things that are pulling us apart that uh, seems to grab all the attention. But at the end of the day, people just need to realize we're all in this together, man. We we rise and fall together, and that's that's where we need to be. So I'll leave it at that. Yes, sir. Okay, then. Well, brother, uh, we're we're at the end of this. We've all righty. We've move forward and we're going to keep moving forward as we uh, uh, continue to do our broadcast and hopefully somebody out there can maybe get a little joy or a little inspiration or a little laughter comes out of it or makes you think about something right. that you know that we've discussed that uh, may uh, have an effect on you in a positive way true that so with that 
uh, as in Aaron Judd versus the Boston Celtics. Boston Celtics, the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, like, different sport. <laughs> yeah, different sports. Like three strikes. We are out. out. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are of those of the individuals and do not reflect on the official policies or positions of any government or corporation.